0: Hello, everyone, and a welcome to this Nintendo Life episode 119. My name is NBZ, and let's have a drum roll, please, because e3 is coming very soon this episode you will notice has not gone up on a usual monday uh, and that is because of course e3 is coming on this tuesday which is june the 12th i believe um, and that is when nintendo is going to be talking about all their e3 things and we're going to be talking about them as well and joining me as always to talk about all those things is bali how are you doing bali
1: Hi, I am very excited. I think more so than most e 3s just because of where we are sort of with the Switch now here and yes. everything that's coming and it's had a good launch, it's had a good start and now this is I guess phase two of what happens with Switch.
0: Yeah, uh, it's been so wildly successful, and Nintendo have done such a great job, especially last year, of supporting it. And, and this year, we're kind of in the dark right now. Like, Aside from Octopath and Mario Tennis, we're not really knowing what's going on past uh, past the summer. So with Smash on the Horizon, with the potential of these rumours of... Obviously, Pokemon got revealed now, um, but also uh, the potential Star Fox thing. I don't know. It, uh, it could be a very exciting E3. There could be a lot of surprises, but there's also the trepidation that maybe a lot of it has been spoiled already because leaks uh but which makes predictions harder it does definitely make them harder uh so yes so just to lay out for you guys uh this show uh which is up before the weekend uh and we're going to have another show basically so You'll get that in your feed on Tuesday as soon as we can get it up. Uh, we should be recording it as soon as we've watched the Nintendo Direct, which is what they're calling it this year. It's not a showcase. It's not a, a, a spotlight. Indie, yeah, it's not a spotlight presentation. It's not whatever other weird jargon Nintendo uses for every single. Why is it that they change it every year at E3? They make a point to be like, oh. E3, we are never the same. We're always different. It, it is bizarre because
1: things. they were so sort of consistent with the naming of directs. That they yes. could have just gone with that, but they didn't. They didn't want yeah, to. They could
0: have done. Yeah, they wanted to make it quote-unquote special, but I guess people have realized that the direct is still a special thing, so... In any case, uh, we will uh, be putting that up, so that's going to be Tuesday the 12th of June, and then our next regular show will be two weeks after that on a normal Monday. So, uh, should be back to regular after that, but uh, that's just to let you guys know that there will be an extra episode, and it will be up as soon as possible, because we know it's a hot time at E3, people want the hot takes, and we are here to provide them so that will be happening uh and then before we start again we have a, a backlog club coming up which is punch out on the wii Bally and i have both been getting into that it's been a lot of fun i streamed some of it the other day um so uh, get going on a punch out send your emails of course about punch out to our email address which is bali
1: this nintendo life at gmail.com that is this nintendo life at gmail.com and mention punch out we on our discord server so hit the link yes. on our twitter account which is that uh, the link for
0: our discord is also always in the description for right. the podcast, so you can go there and get it from there. Head so, on
1: over there and we'll get some chat going on, punch yes, out. Yes, absolutely.
0: Uh so without further ado then, Bally, could you please let us know the lay of the land for today's show?
1: For our first segment, we're gonna be talking about what we have been playing and then for this prediction special, it's gonna be a two-segment show. So our second segment is gonna be our predictions. Uh we're gonna have three serious ones and one more fun one, and then we're gonna go through a few of your predictions that you guys have been sending into us uh yes and, so yeah a, a two segment show
0: absolutely a uh, lot of things that we could talk about a lot of things that we already know about so again it's going to be a, a fine line to balance uh but we will get to that uh, after the break before then we are going to talk about the video games in the past couple of weeks we've been digging our teeth into bally what have you been playing i finished up runner three
1: Good. I think that it was very strong right up till the end. I I, I did really enjoy it. I, I think the, the game never wowed me as much as I thought it, it might perhaps. And I think okay. that actually the bosses might have been part of that. I think the bosses were much better in Runner 2. Um, yeah,
0: I don't actually remember the bosses in Runner 2 Um I think the the weird thing that I found about Runner 3 was that the bosses were actually one of the easiest parts of the game. Yeah, it was uh, weird. None of them were super challenging.
1: Maybe apart from the final boss.
0: Yeah, well, they, the thing is they give you really nice checkpoints in those as opposed yeah. to the rest of the game where the checkpointing could have been better right because these levels are so much longer than runner two yet they still only have one checkpoint per level i think they should have added an extra checkpoint in each level to break it up a bit more to make it more manageable for people but it felt like it was more punishing in that sense and yet you get to bosses which should be like a big challenge but they make them a lot easier because they break it down into kind of uh, smaller chunks as it were
1: yeah, that is a very good point. It's a bit strange that they the bosses were easy because of the amount of checkpointing and the levels were just the opposite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just think two generally made um, a much bigger impact. And I think- Do you think you're... that's
0: because it's the first time you've done that concept as well, to some degree?
1: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's always- when you have a strong concept in the game it's difficult to iterate on that sometimes in this right splatoon
0: splatoon 2 is a exactly. big obvious like, one I, yeah
1: and i think this is a similar situation where runner 3 is still a great game and i'd highly recommend playing it and i had a great time playing it it's just that it's it didn't make as big of an impact part mainly because the first game or the second game i guess runner 2 was so good uh yeah but, totally yeah. So yeah, not much more to say on that, really. I think it was it was definitely worth checking out. That's one of the three. It's um, definitely
0: one of those games that I'll keep going back to on Switch just because I like it as a background game to like go for a gem run or something. To sure. It's because the way it works with your brain is very different. It uses a different part of the brain than what is kind of paying attention to like a TV show or a yeah. podcast or whatever. So it's very easy to multitask with it. So always good to just keep on the Switch for yeah. situations like that. I'm I'm less inclined to go back to it just because um Caroline picked up Tropical
1: Freeze for me and I definitely want yeah. to dip into that occasionally just to, yeah, as so an sure. ongoing background thing on my switch uh but yeah loads of loads of um 2d platform to, to catch up on with that yeah definitely um i've also been playing the mario tennis demo yeah uh,
0: so which. this is a, basically an online tournament thing they did over the weekend um, yeah. i didn't get to play too much of it i did the tutorial which threw a lot of things at me in terms of the number of moves i could do and the number of buttons i could press and then i tried to play one game and it disconnected on me and then i kind of put it down and didn't go back to it yeah so so how was your experience overall with this mario tennis demo because i know that you are someone who is more skeptical about this game than most people.
1: Yeah, um, there's two things about this game that is really frustrate me. Um, one is all of the random stuff that you have to learn, like the power shots and everything that essentially breaks up the the, the flow of play, which I just cannot stand in a tennis game. Um, yeah and this game just really goes for that stuff where you got like these special recovery shots and you charge up your meter and your racket can break and you can it won't break it if you block at the right time and you can block the special move and it's just like It's not needed, especially because I actually think that the basic physics of this game as a tennis game feel really nice. They feel the most similar to the N64 version they have in a very long time. Um, Nothing like the GameCube version, which I thought felt quite flat and stale uh, and dry. The the characters really felt weighty and the shots felt weighty and you could really tell the difference between a slice and a topspin and a flat shot. And that really wasn't the case before. So I think if... And obviously, you can play this game without um, the special moves and things, but it's a bit—it feels a bit weird where you're kind of not playing the game the way it was designed and maybe intended to play with all the tournaments and all these other modes and things. So, sure. I don't know if that's that's great at all. And I, I mean, I watched a video of kind of funny took on IGN, and they seem to have like uh, the main game, I guess, rather uh, than the demo version. They are playing some matches against each other, and some of those courts are just when I talk about breaking up play and you've just got crap coming onto the court and there's like a beam, a, a mast on like a pirate ship or something that you can hit and it's just <laughs> fixed in the middle of the court. Like, what, what is it like? I, I I might be in the minority of Mario Tennis fans here who just wants Mario married Tennis to go back to basics a bit more because that's the most fun. But for me at least, um, it seems like others enjoy stuff on the court i remember the good old days on the n64 when the most exciting a tennis court got was the wario and waluigi court and the whole joy of that court was that uh it had the strongest bounced and the fastest ball speed and that was like whoa this court is exciting to play on because the ball just bounced crazy high versus the other courts and i like that was fun because it keeps the base game of tennis there uh without introducing obstacles essentially um And I just wish that the main part of this game was the standard courts. I I mean... you you know what you sound like like right now you know i like you know you know know
0: who you sound like right now what type of nintendo fan you sound like a melee player right now you you sound like someone who wants the good old days of their classic thing with no items and no nonsense right just want to get down to brass tacks that's exactly who you are and
1: and that's what i feel like the n64 version had and we are so far from that now and yeah and
0: i think they were smart to do that honestly because Because, quite frankly, the N64 version is just tennis with Mario characters. And I don't think, personally, that that is particularly interested or interesting to an audience who wants a sports game with some flair and with a twist right because a lot of the people who are going to pick picking up Mario Tennis are not necessarily tennis fans are not necessarily people who would go out and buy a pure tennis game they're in there for the wackiness and for the fun of it and not necessarily to be competitive um yeah i mean i
1: I could tell on while playing online that there are plenty of people playing this who are not tennis fans because they don't know where to stand when you're serving the ball they don't know what shot to make (laughs) when that kind of stuff um yeah perhaps and maybe i just need my my more simmy style tennis game It's, Um, it's
0: because you have a background in playing actual real tennis probably so
1: i i i have played a lot of tennis this is true and i enjoy watching uh watching real tennis, so... Yes. Yeah, and I know that there's that uh, virtual tennis game that just came out on Switch. I think that Tennis
0: World Tour tennis
1: World is... It doesn't look great, and, like, they have definitely... That's the been... one that's
0: on PS4, I think, right now. I think it's coming to Switch as well. Is it? Okay. Um, but uh,
1: neither of those versions sound great, and there's, like, yeah. missing parts of that game. But and, like, I'm not dying to play a tennis game, but I just sort of picked this... Uh, played this demo, because obviously it was a demo, and I was, like, just wanted to give it a go, but it's just... I don't know, Marit. is... uh, Not to mention, I just would really love something RPG-related in this game. It doesn't seem like that's coming. So Maritens is doing a lot of things that don't tick my boxes personally. But, you know, I'm sure this game will do fine, and there's definitely people out there I've seen who have been enjoying all the... All the, the the extra moves and crazy yeah. courts that it offers. So, speaking
0: yeah. of Smash Brothers, one of the most interesting comparisons I heard was on the Bombcast this week. Ben Pack was comparing Mario Tennis to a fighting game because it has yeah. this stuff where you can basically blocking the super shot is like parrying in a fighting game you know getting that exact timing that frame perfect moment in order to stop the shot going through and so it basically is giving that level of depth to a game that is not as intimidating as say a street fighter or something right right Um, and putting in a different context and i i honestly think that's pretty interesting that nintendo have gone down this road of making an actually rather complex game that is super inviting and will allow a, a wide array of people to kind of get into it quite easily
1: yeah and like i did have a good time online i just i i think i would enjoy the game a ton more without all that stuff and you weren't actually able to play the vanilla vanilla version in this demo it was like blocked off you weren't allowed to play without the the extra stuff thrown in yes um, yeah. but yeah i think it's just not for me and that's 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 a shame and yeah. like, i think that i will i will lean much more towards uh the golf side of the mario sports universe as i, I think i prefer uh-huh. those a bit more but yeah so that's i don't think i'll be you know a game that now.
0: you should maybe keep in mind for the future is the mario golf game on 3ds i can't yeah. remember its name but a lot of name. people were very positive about that yeah. game yeah um, uh, so and if I, don't I think mario golf will soon, come to then... switch
1: eventually maybe yeah yeah next year, the year after that we'll see it probably will do um, um finally i played a game you're very hot on and this isn't yeah another game in the list of MBZ telling Bally what what's great to to give a go
0: <laughs> basically your um, homework since the beginning of this podcast
1: and that list is almost non-existent now i might say uh it's close yeah it's getting there uh, and that game is Inside, uh, yes. which is coming out on Switch later this year, but actually came out on PS4, Xbox, and all that it, back in 2016. It was mm-hmm. a lot of people's game of the year back then. Uh, yes, number seven fine. for Giant
0: Bomb, so it was up there. It was up there. Number three for me. I loved it. Number it three. Good, uh, yeah.
1: yeah. Behind um, Stardew Valley and yes. Fire Emblem Conquest.
0: As a, yeah, pretty competitive year, actually, for pretty, the top three. Pretty good year. Uh, yeah. I mean, 2017 was cool. But, yeah, anyway. Yeah.
1: So, i think this was one of the strongest if not the strongest uh mechan m- mechanics based game i've ever played potentially when when it comes to like setting out a mission of right this is a a puzzle a puzzle platformer i don't you can be there in about three hours it took me maybe about four hours because that's just me uh yeah, and, <laughs> in his time yeah my, my time machine i play my games in uh it it, it's so perfect. Nothing glitches. Everything is so well designed. Like it's so
0: polished. To I didn't. Such a I sheen. didn't have to
1: go to to a guide once, and that is. Very- that is very rare for me with it's pretty remarkable isn't it yeah. that, like
0: the way the game is designed is so incredibly perfect it's paced to a t so that you are learning new concepts and then implementing them later in a in a situation which seems difficult but also when you overcome it you're like oh why didn't i think of that and that is the perfect solution and it's just constantly doing that, as well as surprising you along the way, and just throwing in these weird things that you have no idea what's going on, and it, it's 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 a very it's a very atmospheric game as we've kind of discussed and i know that you come down pretty more negatively on the kind of narrative aspects of this game which i would say are kind of non-existent because it's less of a narrative and more of a tone mood atmosphere type of thing
1: yeah it's tone and mood but at the same time it's definitely not a it's not it's not absent of narrative in the same way yeah it's still it's trying to tell you something you're just working out what it's trying to tell you and exactly yeah and you can interpret that in lots of ways and so without spoiling it i really sort of wanted i wanted a bit more i wanted more of a resolution you might say yeah um and that's my personal taste and it's it's one of the few times where i'm like i can absolutely accept that this game is great and amazing but i don't personally like it as much as um, everyone else, based on that that yeah. sort of empty feeling it left me with at the end, and like there were others yeah. online, like Greg Miller, you had mentioned, who yes. felt similar things playing it, and but but d- detaching mechanics from storytelling and that kind of thing, like the the mechanics were so good that I just have to accept this is a fantastic game and I enjoyed it very much based on that level, but yeah, like I said, there's just some stuff that I just it was hinting at all these sorts of things and giving me loads of ideas and i wanted to see where those ideas would go and it felt like i was just putting them into a bit of a black hole to some degree uh-huh. and I, I wanted yeah. i wanted a bit more but uh yeah inside i think it's coming out on switch later this year i'd highly recommend picking it up on switch it's, it doesn't take long um
0: yeah it's such a short experience that you should go through it regardless um yeah and i hope it runs well on switch because that's one thing that i was worried about and how do you feel about that situation now having played it on ps4 because to me despite the fact that it's a 2d game there's a lot of depth going on there's a lot of lighting and shadows like it is a really remarkable yeah. looking game as well i mean
1: from little trailers and things that i'd seen before i thought well of course this can run on switch like there's not much to this game and then but, but when you play it and there's some areas that you go to and things that you see you're kind of like Wow, this game is processing a lot uh, yeah. that I wasn't expecting, and I will. It is interesting to see um, if the Switch can can do that well without looking like you're playing through vaseline or something hopefully. yeah so. I'm,
0: I'm sure it can it just depends on how good the port is right because we've seen so many situations like rhyme being the prime example of it just being an awful port that doesn't run in any way um and yet you look at you know and obviously this is an unfair comparison but you look at first party games like mario and zelda and they are close to flawless obviously zelda has sure. a lot of frame rate issues but like mario odyssey 60 fps looks incredible just so bright and colorful and everything but again unfair advantage because nintendo and they made the hardware and they also have an incredibly high budget to do all that stuff
1: yeah but. so so it'll be a real shame if if switch players have to pl- have to pay a premium for a much lesser experience as a result that'd be a real shame yeah i mean it's it's kind of
0: what you get with the system of the switch though right like people who play doom on switch are inherently getting a worse experience but where else can you play doom portably you know it's it's a trade-off uh and honestly for something like inside i would say and this is why i suggested it to you is like it's not a game that you need to play portably because it's one of those experiences that you sit down and do in one go, or at least in yeah. a couple of goes, and you see it in front of the TV, and it doesn't take a lot of time. Um, and I think actually it kind of robs it of some of the um, the atmosphere if you are playing it portably um, right. because you want to have that big screen experience with it and yeah. kind of really dig in. Um, did you d- try and find any of the secrets in this game or I found, that yeah, stuff? I found, I
1: found a couple, um, yeah.
0: and I know that those secrets lead to something that I
1: looked up later and don't want to spoil. Yes, it, but, kind um, of secret ending type right, thing going on. Um, yeah but uh, i mean they were fine i don't know Yeah, yeah they were. that that was one of the things that
0: i enjoyed was that it it had those more difficult puzzles to go after if you were willing to look for them you know um if you found the main game too easy which i can see some people saying um personally i thought thought obviously they picked it perfectly in terms of like the curve of the difficulty but there will be people who figure things out much faster and having those secrets in there i think was a smart addition to kind of help those people along. Um so yeah, it's to me it is still one of the great design masterpieces of this generation. Just from a um from the standpoint of here is a puzzle and here is how it's layered into the rest of the game and here is how it's put in context of this world. Yeah. Uh, we talk a lot about context with something like Don Kong Country Tropical Freeze. Inside is filled with context um when it comes to that stuff and i think it is pretty remarkable and and there
1: there are a few puzzle platformers that when i beat them i go and watch like three 45 minute videos online with people's interpretations of what goes on and stuff like that exactly in that aspect like it's doing something that a lot of other games just simply aren't and that's that's cool and i appreciate the game for that even if i don't personally enjoy uh the resolution
0: yeah fair
1: enough um mbz what have yes. you been you've been dabbling in have you, have you been using that that uh, fortune cookie much uh, at all
0: that fortune cookie that you uh forced me to use uh last time when I got Castlevania game i did it again guess what guys we got another we got the next fucking castle game. <laughs> out of, how many did you get like, out of 200 game, 150 know, games or something no like there's like 90 or so 90, on my unplayed yeah. right I mean, now there's a t- tiny um, backlog there so it chose Order of Ecclesia for me which I I started already so I guess I'm into that now. <laughs> so Castlevania is my life for a bit and it will continue to be because I have been playing uh the recently released Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Um I would love to tell everyone that I've been playing it on my Nintendo Switch happily. Unfortunately, uh basically I was a backer of the Kickstarter for the game that hasn't come out yet that this game is a prequel to uh which is bloodstained ritual of the night so i back that back in uh, three years ago now maybe um and what they do for backers is if you did it at a certain level which i did basically to the game level which is just to get the game a copy of the game on steam um they were like okay so you people get a free copy of curse of the moon um and it's a ten dollar game usually so it's not that expensive anyway if you want to pick it up But I get a free copy of it. However, because uh, the codes, the download codes, are based on the console manufacturer and not on the developer, uh, they didn't have any codes for consoles yet. So Switch, PS4, Xbox were out of luck. So what they basically did was they gave us a temporary Steam code, which is essentially a copy of the game on Steam that will evaporate from our library after a certain date. So it just disappears, essentially, um, until we have our actual copy. Which So I will eventually own this on Switch. Right now, I've played it on Steam. It's a bit of a faff. Um, but I, luckily, I'm someone who has a PC and a controller and can work all that stuff. So I wasn't too bothered about it. Would have been nice to play it portably first time. But the thing about this game is it is kind of replayable. Uh, it's only... Two hours to three hours long, depending on what mode you choose to go through, um, and it is essentially a classic Castlevania game. Uh, so, Barry, you know that there are the two eras of Castlevania. We have basically the, the level Castlevania based ones, and then the, yes. the,
1: the Metroid-based. I guess basically, open, yes, not open world. That's an awful phrase to use. Uh, yeah you know what i mean metroid yeah the, the, the sprawling trees.
0: maps the kind of grid paper based map that you fill in as you go along right. the, you know designed after what metroid was the first
1: one of the second type
0: that is symphony of the night that's the ps1 um, one that's the ps1 one w. that i played on vita um and so ritual of the night which is the one that is still going to come out is obviously the name is based on symphony of the night so that's why Very it's kind of calling though. back to that era so so basically castlevania 1 up to four and then there's rondo of blood and there's like, another one in there somewhere um those games are basically level to level uh you fight a boss at the end and they're all really fucking hard like really insanely hard uh and i played castlevania 1 last year maybe two years ago uh on wii virtual console and really enjoyed it there's something about castlevania and its mechanics uh, and the way that it's there's a fuck you about it that i enjoy in a sense that i don't enjoy about the mario games like it feels more weighty to me it's maybe a similar thing to dk right with you where it's just like it's all there's a bit a more deliberate there's deliberate yes you really need to plan your moves and there's a feeling that you can learn a pattern or a level and you will be a master of it essentially um and so like every time you jump in those games you can't adjust your jump midair. like you are committed to it and you have to deal with the consequences and every time an enemy hits you you get knocked back um which if you are jumping over a pit onto a ledge and there's an enemy on that ledge and you get hit well there goes your life because you just lose your entire health bar when you fall down the cliff so That in mind, Bloodstained Curse of the Moon brings back a lot of those elements. It looks like an 8 bit Castlevania game. Uh, The colour palette is very much that. Even one of the characters, Zangetsu, who's the sword guy, is this pretty deep red which is reminiscent of the color that simon belmont was in the original castlevania so it's pretty much a direct callback in that way um the difference of course is that with it being a modern game they're able to do much higher quality pixel art the backgrounds can have crazy parallax scrolling going on that wouldn't have been possible back then um, and they can just add in a whole lot of flair and pizzazz to make it feel like an old game that you're playing but actually have the modern kind of look to it that makes it feel like it was released today. Um and I know Bally you watched some of a video that I did on it, but like the boss that I faced near the end of that video, it's almost like something out of shovel knight, you yeah, know, like it's it looks this really, really nice. yeah, it look, um, and it looks so
1: much better than an NES and that's yes. where you can have a game that calls back to the NES without being sort of as monochrome maybe and right. you can have bosses that do really interesting things and have really interesting sound design and that sort of thing and and i really appreciate totally. that in games like this
0: yeah it because it as a lot of people will say when they went back to ocarina of time on 3ds they're like oh i remember it looking like this but then if you present them with what ocarina of time on n64 <laughs> actually looked like they'd be like oh dear god i didn't realize yeah, how bad yeah. this looked um so it is one of those mind's eye things kind of like oh yeah this looks like an old nes castlevania whereas in actual fact it's doing a whole lot more under the hood and it is uh, I'm, a sure, bit more I'm sure complex. at some
1: point someone's going to make a game that is more authentic to the nes and then people are going to be like this is horrible like they're so smart making a game that's more authentic and think people will like it and it's it just won't be It just it, the games have moved on
0: yeah and speaking of modern conveniences one of the smartest things this game does is it takes from fire emblem uh in the sense that there is a casual mode and a veteran mode uh so in veteran mode you have limited lives and you get knocked back when enemies hit you whereas in casual mode you have unlimited lives and you don't have any knockback so they basically are catering to as many people as possible Mm. if you love the challenge and the bullshit of old castlevania that's fine you can do that you can bang your head against a level till you learn it uh, front and back um, and you know have that limitation or alternatively you can go on the casual difficulty which is what i did for my first playthrough because uh, knowing that i had this limited time on the steam one i didn't want to get to a place where i'm like oh i'm gonna spend too long to before finishing this game um but i will when the switch version gets to me i will go through on veteran on that one um just to get that experience because i did play through the nice thing about it is you can actually switch on the fly so whenever you start up the file it will ask you do you want to do casual or veteran this time and so even if you start on veteran and you want to go back you can do that which is i wish more games did that i wish more games had on the fly difficulty that you could switch whenever because when things don't do it, it really frustrates me especially hey call back to fire emblem in awakening you can't do that you can't change from casual back up to normal um which uh, i i wish they would just allow that cuz it it seems like an unnecessary thing to constrain on the player um for no good reason but in any case, uh, going through on casual was really cool because it let me feel like I wasn't worried about, uh, you know, the difficulty and I was able to get a feel for the levels and get through them relatively quickly, uh, and just really experience the whole game because it does open up a little bit after that. You have an extra mode added that apparently changes a whole bunch of things that I didn't know about and people have been talking about them. Um, and it feels like because it's such a short game, And the levels are designed in a way where they are pretty memorable. This is one of the things that I will compare this to is last year I played Mighty Gunvolt Burst on Switch, which was basically a Mega Man game. And if you ask me about it now, I could basically not tell you anything about the level design. It was very forgettable. It didn't... Like Mega Man 2, I can tell you screen by screen for some of those robot masters. But for Mm. Mighty Gunvolt Burst, eh, I don't know. Whereas Bloodstained definitely has that more reminiscent feel to it it's like oh i know what level this is i remember doing this part a bunch there's a distinctiveness to the design that uh, stands out a bit more so i think it is an eminently more replayable game uh and so i do look forward to going through it again on switch and and the music is fantastic it really does evoke that old castlevania vibe um and the other thing that i haven't really talked about is the main difference in this game is that you play as four different characters and the way it works is that if one of your characters dies, you don't lose a life, but you can't use that character until you've game over, basically. So you have to lose all four characters in order to lose one life, and then you come back with all four characters. Uh, and it's very flexible. You can change your character whenever you want, just mid fight um you can use the fact that you have multiple hp bars in a boss fight to be like okay i'm going to use this character until they're down to like two health points and then i'm going to switch over to another character so i have another full health bar so it really changes the strategy when it comes to the boss fights and when it comes to just getting through the levels um, especially in veteran mode you're going to be doing a lot of switching you're going to be wanting the stiff different powers for each character because some of them can like uh, gebel for example who is basically the alucard equipment from castlevania 3 a lot of this game based on castlevania 3 by the way um which had which also had multiple characters although you couldn't switch between them on the fly uh, and that game also had kind of branching paths uh, and this one has branching paths but they're just within the level they don't take you to separate levels you'll do the same levels every time but each Uh, area will have a branch that kind of maybe gets you a secret or gets you something different um and and so yeah as you're going through you're changing constantly these characters and you're using their different abilities uh one of my favorite ones is uh alfred who i th- I think that's his name is the old wizard guy he's like yellow and he has a, a stick very short range stick and it's very slow to recharge but he has super powerful magic so one of his abilities is to freeze enemies so you just do this massive ice beam through enemies and then you just like crack them with your staff, and they just smash into pieces and it's very satisfying uh, so i enjoyed him for that um but it always feels good in these games to use a whip and miriam who's the main character of ritual of the night is a playable character in this game and i used her for most of the time because she has a high jump and she can whip and she can slide it feels like classic castlevania when you play as her um so she was kind of my go-to but overall i would say even if you're not a huge fan of old castlevanias and the difficulty has turned you off before but you still like the mechanics of those games and you think you know i would be into a game of this style that's quick to pick up and play and very replayable i would say it is absolutely worth it it's only ten dollars which is really good which i think is like 8.99 probably on the uk e-shop i haven't checked personally this is the game
1: to get me into castlevania
0: yeah i absolutely think so if you want to get into a game like this there's no better entry point because it gives you that flexibility and it offers you the kind of nice fallback uh you're not having save states but you don't need them in this game because it gives you the options and the the, the modern features that will aid you on your quest i guess so so yes bali at some point if this goes on sale i'd recommend you give it a go uh it's nice. really good I, I think it's one of the biggest surprises of this year honestly because i didn't even know they were doing an 8-bit kind of um retro style game for the kickstarter and i just got an email out the blue couple of weeks ago being like oh hey can you update your preferences on what platform you want for this bonus game i'm like okay i don't know what this is going to be but i said switch because it seemed like pixel art game has no problems on switch earlier talking about how inside we're both afraid of the port uh when it comes to like a pixel art game i am never afraid so i had no issues uh playing this game on switch um it's why i've said for the main game i'm still going to do it on steam because i just don't know what the port of that game is going to be like um on mm. on nintendo yeah, I think so you've been
1: scarred a bit by rhyme
0: yeah i have definitely uh, and i've seen other examples that have fared poorly and we're still in a place where there aren't that many good port um one of the games i've been playing a lot which i haven't talked about on the show yet is skyrim on switch and that is one of those games that i am absolutely shocked at how well it runs it is kind of staggering to me that a game that was almost broken completely on ps3 is so smooth and so perfect on switch it's it's been really good so there are examples of big games that have done it right um i just i'm a little bit wary when it comes to that stuff but um in any case yeah i have a high recommendation for bloodstained curse of the moon you should check it out it's really good um we'll keep you busy while you are watching press conferences this weekend uh, so could be good for that okay i think that's pretty much going to wrap us up for this segment so don't go anywhere we'll be back after the break with some of our e3 predictions we'll be back after this All right, folks. Welcome back to the second half of the show. And today, of course, the time hath come. It is time to talk about the E3, which is happening very soon. And there are things that are going to happen. Bally, give me a, a hype check. What's your hype check right now for E3? Where is it on your clock? Are you max level? I think mid I'm like level?
1: a seven or an eight? Yeah, yeah, out of ten. Yeah, it's it, it's high and it's interesting because of the, the, the way that the console cycles have gone, the Switch is still a very young console, and then the Xbox One and the PS4 are quite old consoles, so you, you're generally more excited about the younger consoles because they normally have the more uh, exciting games, you might say.
0: I don't know if I agree with that. I would say that because the other two are in such a late lifespan, you're really starting to see the fruits of the labor of the other companies. Yeah, Although, yeah. on the Xbox front, it's not so hot right now. <laughs> That's, I mean, kind they've of, got they, punch it out the park. Uh, yeah, but. they have a lot of work to do. But, I don't know, Sony seem to be firing on all cylinders. The last couple of years has been excellent for them. So, I'm sure there'll be more. Obviously, they blew their load the last couple of years, which is why... I think this year they're paring it down somewhat, but Nintendo still, even though we have had some leaks, still a bit of an enigma inside a mystery mm. box. um And uh, yeah, I guess we'll talk about them. I would say, would you say that the fact that the leaks have happened has dehyped you to some extent? Is it, the fact that we know that this Star Fox Grand Prix thing is basically what Retro is working on? It's probably going to be revealed. Has that taken some of the wind out your sails? Would you say?
1: i think when you're watching say we had known nothing about that announcement and then it, it yeah. appeared in the direct i think i think you you might it took me a while to think about it and think whether i would like this idea or not and i think that maybe yeah. the reaction might have been a bit more negative arguably if, if
0: if you had seen it live sure i actually um maybe similar to the mario plus Rabbit situation right because that was leaked early and people were pretty negative about it uh and then it was revealed and people were like oh wait this is actually really cool so i think for some games a cooling down period actually works like imagine if federation force had leaked before they showed at e3 i really think the reaction to that would not have been as negative as it was if we had known it was coming beforehand right mm. like if it had been like next level are working on this metroid spinoff people would have been expecting it and i don't think they would have Rages must. obviously they would have done because where's our real metroid game that's what everyone was asking but there is a degree to which and i think arlo said this in one of his recent videos that that it is nice to know about something so that you can have your kind of cooling off period to yeah. think about it yeah. and then when it pops up on screen you might be mildly surprised and be like oh actually exactly. this looks really cool yeah um, and there's still that excitement about what it looks like and how it exactly runs. yeah Uh, And see like some of the environments and levels and that kind of stuff is is exciting. So I'm looking forward to seeing that game. Hopefully, as long as these rumors haven't, if we get to E3 and no one says anything about this game, and then it just never comes out, yeah, I think people need to get new sources. And then on the
1: flip side, you know, the logo reveal, depending on the game, is still very exciting because it makes your mind go to places where you think, what could this be? What will it look like? that's the those are the ones that when you you kind of walk away from me through you think man i'd really love to have seen a bit of what was
0: actually <laughs> in yeah. that
1: game but
0: yeah definitely um but sometimes they do that this year it seems like so they have said they're focusing on 2018 the the hilarious we know thing they about lie this about that all the time they well they do like they lied about it in the middle of the nintendo presentation last year not just in the middle but like I believe it was oh I'm not remembering his name now but the guy Shinya Takahashi who is basically head of all the kind of um software and hardware development he's kind of the umbrella man he came out and he basically said we're only talking about 2017 games last year and then as soon as he had stopped talking they showed the thing for metroid prime 4 so it's like okay a little (laughs) bit of mixed mixed messaging here because clearly this is not a 2017 thing uh so that i again i think there is a definite possibility that we see things that we may imagine to be 2019 i mean technically you didn't
1: actually see metroid prime 4 so, okay all right god we to be pedantic
0: you know. about it ballet i mean they did the pokemon thing as well which technically we didn't see that either but that
1: was the weirdest thing i rewatched that a little while ago and it's uh-huh. like we're working on the pokemon game that's it <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of, it out of about five I, minutes. Think it,
0: I think it was damage control right because if i remember correctly they announced ultra sun and ultra moon maybe two weeks before e3 happened and so pokemon fans were just very angry because the switch had just been released and they wanted a pokemon game to be announced and then they just got you know bog standard sequels to this 3ds game that come out last year and it was a little bit disappointing for people so so that was i felt like nintendo saw that reaction and were like uh could you quickly shoot this piece of video that we could just put into our presentation to just make them happy to be like yes there's one coming to switch don't worry about it
1: screened nintendo hq in kyoto (laughs) behind them yeah basically
0: yeah, pretty much. Uh so with all that out of the way, uh today we are going to be focusing on some predictions for E three. As we said, maybe a little bit difficult because a lot of stuff is known. We know about Let's Go, Pikachu and Eevee, and obviously, you know, that was gonna be revealed before E three anyway because that's the Pokemon company and they do what they like. Uh but but yeah, we have some things we can talk about. Let's get into them. Bally, uh I would like you to begin. Sure. Uh and you can go with your first prediction and tell so, me
1: we're gonna we're gonna go three serious one for fun same format as last year
0: sure although uh, knowing nintendo it's all fun anyway it's all yeah. fun but also like the the crazy one could be the real one for all exactly
1: so my first prediction we're gonna go we're gonna focus on smash uh and then we're gonna move it away slightly from nintendo and i think and i've seen this floating around but i'm gonna go with it as well I think Banjo Kazooie is revealed at the Microsoft press conference. Like this is this is one way that Microsoft get back in the game. Their characters become big again. You know, the the first party. I know it's not first party for Microsoft, but I guess it is because they bought um, uh, Rare, Rat, didn't they? So I yeah. guess it is technically first party for
0: them. Now, well, they own but, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: So Banjo's going to get revealed. I'm going to keep going. Here's more Smash predictions. The new mystery Pokemon. In Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee will also be playable in Smash. and Ooh, that that's will be. Like that that, one. Will, that part will be revealed in the direct. Yes. And then here's the kicker Cloud breaks all the rules. You know, Cloud meant he does. that uh, characters that didn't even appear on Nintendo systems could be in Smash. Yes. I think Lara Croft's coming to Smash Brothers. Oh,
0: my, my God. That is a. Uh see that would make sense if square enix also announced that they were doing tomb raider 2013 on switch just like releasing that on i thought switch. this
1: as well but then i thought they don't necessarily have to do that second they part. don't
0: have to do that no but it would be cool because that game could definitely run on switch and it's the type of game that the system is somewhat lacking you know I think right. it would be really a good fit, honestly. Yeah, so
1: that that could happen as well. Um, and I think uh, Lara Croft will be revealed during in and then around the tournament uh, to get some hype going with that Smash Brothers tournament. So the tournament that's taking place after the Direct, I believe.
0: Sure. Um, I guess I have a similar thing in terms of... I-, I was of, just so- going to
1: add one more part. I think that that there will be an added story mode that will have a lot of cutscenes that will be beautiful and I think that's arguably that bit is a bit easier to develop because you don't have to do all the balancing mechanics and all these sorts of things with that part of the game so that could be the extra part that makes this the extra juicy game rather than simply the port that people have been rumoring.
0: Potentially. So the thing that I'll say about that is Sakurai decided not to do that last time because people uploaded the cutscenes to YouTube and I feel like he's not changed his mind about that. Um, I would love for him to do that because honestly that was some of the best stuff in Brawl with those cutscenes because the subspace emissary itself could just it was bad it was a a pretty much a chore to get through i did not enjoy playing it. the thing with that is it's basically a kirby game except with smash brothers like the level design is very bland boring just not very interesting and overall it was a little frustrating to go through that so i personally wouldn't actually like to see a single player thing in smash because unless they prove otherwise i don't think they can do a good job with it um so so we'll see but so mine so i have kind of split my smash brothers into two different things and one of your things is similar to mine but i think mine is more likely and i'll tell you why so uh my mine which was quote unquote the crazy one (laughs) because (laughs) i i don't think it's gonna happen is that banjo kazoo will be announced for smash however it's not going to be at the microsoft press conference and the reason i say that is because nintendo do not want to show their hand at another company's press conference in that way um they absolutely want to have the partnership but for the partnership to work i think nintendo will make it thing saying it needs to be on their terms and as a result and because i don't think they will have had time to record anything with phil spencer i believe that phil spencer is going to show up at the smash brothers invitational hmm, because he's yeah. in town he can do an on stage appearance like they're gonna
1: fight reggie
0: he's gonna fight reggie uh, but there is going to be an on stage appearance by him because that they, they don't have to worry about doing a pre-recorded video or anything he can walk Ooh. out on stage and announce banjo and kazooie in smash brothers yeah, and like that, that may relate to like for instance you could have a situation in microsoft's press conference where some nintendo character is featured in something to do with minecraft for example right if i know they've done the costume packs and things like that but if they take it a step further um if they do some implementation of say mario hats and sea of thieves or something right like there are ways for these two companies to work together for both to mutually benefit from the current market situation because right like nintendo are on the up but also they would benefit from taking stuff from microsoft and vice versa microsoft having a partnership between those two companies to some degree um helps them fight the big evil giant that is sony right now who don't want to work with either of them and are on the island on their own and are kind of in the you know the arrogance phase of the generation where they are untouchable and they are kind of doing whatever the hell they want and they're not allowing crossplay, all this nonsense mm. so that would be my crazy one would be phil spencer walking out at the smash brothers invitational and announcing banjo kazooie smash do you think that that's more likely than yours do you think yeah you still think
1: potentially that you're- yeah and but either way i think banjo kazooie being in it would be just a great reboot of that character when not many people talk about banjo that much anymore like the last game he was in was that um nuts and bolts right on the i, yes. mean, I mean he was in the rare mega collection thing yes is, rare, replay. rare, replay. rare yeah. replay so other than that like it's time for him to come back
0: do you think that character like banjo kazooie is a little more defunct by the fact that we have duck hunt and dog or duck hunt dog and bird or whatever they're called it's just called duck hunt isn't it? i don't know duck hunt duo
1: duck hunt duo that's they're it they're called duck hunt in one of the regions and duck hunt yes. duo in the other for some reason i can't because remember it, which way it around.
0: also feels like i think one of the skins they have feels like a little bit of a nod to banjo kazooie um in terms of the color palette I, mean, it has. I don't
1: think they've ever been scared of two characters being overly similar in that <laughs> that's, game, very so that's very true that's very true i think they just go for it and
0: yeah, yeah. And obviously, like Banjo and Kazooie, they'll play completely differently because the moveset that you can do where, like, Kazooie, like, carries Banjo on his back sometimes, like, running like a crazy chicken. Uh, There's lots of moves you can use from those games. They are kind of action platformers, and so even, like, I don't know, Final Smash could use something from Nuts and Bolts. Although, I, I feel like Nintendo would be willing to only use stuff from the original games in terms of drawing from character moves because if they're taking character moves from an xbox game i i don't know putting banjo and kazooie in there in the first place is still kind of a little bit crazy but there's potential for that to be really cool uh let's talk about some of the other characters that you said uh so you said lara croft lara croft is one that i would i would wonder how they implemented her in terms of her modern look because honestly she doesn't fit in with the roster of smash brothers and that's never stopped them before in terms of sure. like snake, snake or even ryu but Bayonetta. there's something about lara croft is like she's kind of a real person whereas with ryu and with cloud even there is an anime aesthetic to those characters that makes them fit into the smash brothers universe more so do you think they would change her design to fit more with Smash
1: Universe, uh, to some degree, but then you, you have characters like Zero Suit Samus and Bayonetta, which I agree are are uh, definitely more animated than the the Lara Croft character that ha- is in the reboot. So, but honestly, I do think the Switch can handle it. Like, there's some there's things they can do. I know she uses all sorts of weapons in the new trilogy with like bows and arrows and that sorts of things. So, I think in terms of a move set and ideas around that, there's quite a lot to choose from. So, I i think it it would be not maybe as big as cloud but maybe almost i think it it, I, i think it's possible
0: yeah i i do wonder in terms of she's kind of like riddled with blood in her outfit and it's it's not actually really a skimpy outfit although having bayonetta in the game already kind of goes over the line for nintendo so so that's a possibility but like uh, like she, she would have to have some pretty violent attacks, you know, like using a real gun, using dual pistols, using a giant axe to like cut into people. And Smash Brothers is always classed as kind of cartoon violence, so yeah. So I like the real. idea. You're right. Yeah, she she's a bit real. That is the problem, and I I really like the idea. My only issue is I find it hard to in my head envision what does Lara Croft look like on that character select screen. Does she stand out like a sore thumb? Um yeah that's that's my only thing mm. i would say but um it'd be really weird if they did like classic laura like ps1 style weird <laughs> be really oh, weird sorry. and bad yeah it would just yeah it would be very very strange uh and then who else did you say as a character uh the
1: the secret pokemon in right let's yes. go pikachu and eevee
0: that is probably the best prediction you've made out of those smash reveals because as we know pokemon is something that you can never really tell until The game is out whether it's going to be a certain pokemon or not for example with greninja as we know sakurai chose greninja before x and y was even revealed Mm. um he just went and he was like i like that, that frog that frog is cool i'm gonna make that frog and so he made him even though in the game greninja isn't like special it isn't promoted as the character or the pokemon in that game like a lot of other characters have been um but also this is a series that has jigglypuff in the roster so who bloody knows when it comes to pokemon anymore it's like one of those relics that's just been sitting yeah. around forever and ever um yeah i i wonder what that pokemon will be because for me i have a feeling that the mystery pokemon is going to be some kind of legendary and up to this point they haven't done aside from you two they haven't really done a legendary Pokemon yeah, as a Lucario player, like semi legendary? Lucario is more like a mascot. Like, Lucario makes more sense in terms of, uh, you know, like Pikachu. Yeah. Like, uh, what well, the Pokemon are in that game? I don't bloody know. But like, you know, the Pokemon trainer. Um, yeah. I'm sure. He had a movie to himself. And he also, like, Lucario is basically modeled after Mewtwo to some extent. He is. In a similar vein, because he's like using psychic style moves and things like that. So, yeah. So, he felt like the natural evolution from you two. And then Greninja, to a certain degree, is also similar. Um, they're all kind of slimmish, kind of fast characters who move around. They're like and... a humanoid. Form. Humanoid style, yes, da- absolutely. And that's the thing that I'm like, well, are you going to put slash in this game because it's just a sword that sits there you know and slash is in Poken, and obviously Poken has a bunch of weird characters like suikun is in Poken; it's a very strange character you wouldn't expect but rude alas it is still there um so yeah i don't know i i feel like if it's a big if that special pokemon is something that is large like a Ho-Oh, then you're not going to be able to put that into the game because it's the ridley problem that yeah. shows up again i think
1: game. it'll it'll be a similar build to lucario and will be in the game okay like a, a humanoid
0: well let's do my smash brothers characters then aside from banjo kazooie because that was kazooie. my separate banjo kazooie that was my separate one uh so i have the very obvious springman ribbon girl like that's gonna happen I'm pretty certain that that's a lock oh actually Uh, i actually had
1: that in my list i just forgot
0: to say oh okay (laughs) i mean that's that's the one that is just pretty much assumed is just going to be there because clearly why not uh and then the two others i have one is one that a lot of people have been clamoring for and i think will finally happen and the other one is one that i think is going to happen and no one is going to be happy about it but it makes perfect sense so the one that i think is going to happen um no let's start with the one i like okay so the one i like is simon belmont from castlevania um okay <laughs> i think that a character with a whip is an interesting is thing a good one. Zero suit samus has a whip but she doesn't use it for everything like she uses it for certain moves um but building on that idea, you could do some really cool stuff with his moveset. Like, his jump, not being able to move mid-air, would be really fucking trollish. But I think that's the kind of detail Sakurai would want, want to put into a character like
1: that. It is a little surprising Castlevania's not represented, isn't it? Like that, that, Yeah, like, that's as a, a, a franchise,
0: that is so classic. It's, it is a little weird, but, you know, it's Konami, and they've they're fucking konami so what are you going to do about it snake and before they might go this time exactly so you know there is a pre-existing relationship there bomberman r did incredibly well on switch i think that nintendo and konami could work out a deal to have simon belmont in smash and even that could lead on to castlevania stuff down the line who knows But I think that he would be a really great addition. Classic fans would be very happy with him. I think he would be a really unique character. You could use all of the special moves from the Castlevania game. So the axe that goes up in a curve. You can use the daggers that you can throw out really fast. Uh, You can use holy water. That'd be a great move. Like this character is built to have a arsenal of Smash Brothers moves. Um, And I think Simon Belmont would just be perfect. So I really hope he's in the game. That's my wish and then we get to the one which no one wants but is so gonna happen it's the rabbits Spally. no they're gonna put a rabbit no. in smash brothers no. yeah and you know why yeah, this it's happens happen. it's because mario plus rabbits happen but also because ubisoft want to have someone in that game probably they want to be represented and what kind of characters that ubisoft have that best fit the nintendo style rayman of course but where has rayman been the last few years disappeared there's not a sequel to legends like both those games performed critically very well but sold absolutely terribly so what is something that has been popular amongst the nintendo fan base and has also sold really well guess what it's the rabbits uh so i imagine you'll get a rabbit who will have a peach costume and a luigi costume and even a donkey kong costume all that stuff from the rabbits mario game uh it's gonna happen you heard it here first
1: well, that's How do you feel? But I agree. I think that's very likely. <laughs>
0: it's the most Nintendo, Ubisoft I, thing I mean, possible. I mean, I love Simon
1: Belmont. I think he's a cool idea. I think he it makes me think of some of the Fire Emblem characters. Who's the um, uh, Who's the Avatar? Corin. Corin or Robin? Robin. Yeah, Robin, Robin. reminds me of Simon Belmont for some reason, like that jacket. Okay. or I don't know. You know that okay. long jacket. Sure, Has not make any that's sense to me. A but... sword. As well. <laughs> okay,
0: sure. That yeah exactly
1: so yeah i think that's that would be nice and yeah like i said rabbit's it's gonna happen but i don't want it to happen and yeah hopefully banjo happens as well
0: all right uh so should we move on to your second prediction sure
1: my second prediction focuses around star fox grand prix yeah i think it's real i think the leaks are legit Uh so it's coming out this year i think it's gonna have a story mode like f-zero gx it's, like okay heavily cutscene-focused. Uh, there's going to be, like, bosses in there that you're both racing and shooting down. Or, I mean, that is
0: part of the rumour that it's Diddy Kong Racing. Right, you
1: know. right. I've got I've got more. Okay. And I think Retro, having worked on the Prime Trilogy, will not be able to resist the temptation to stick Samus's gunship in this game.
0: Oh, my God. That's a good call.
1: I think it'll, it'll be in there. It might not be... It, this is the thing. It might not be revealed at E3. It might no. be might be banned later i feel like that's later.
0: a i feel like that's like a secret unlockable like after you beat the campaign or something maybe
1: but i that. mean it might be part of the trailer as well so that's it why could be, yeah. it's in
0: there so that's look i mean samus's gunship is a car and rocket league so there's every reason that retro yeah. should be able to do that in their own game you know? exactly
1: so, so i think they've got all the models sitting right there from um from the prime trilogy so they're gonna stick it in that game and hopefully the model from prime one i think that that more oval shaped
0: yeah that's the one that i think is the most iconic probably
1: i'd like Um, if that one was but you know they might have all three of them in i don't know it could be multiples we'll see
0: that's a that's a good call i like that twist at the end there um so by f-zero gx you mean that it's going to have cut scenes more than it's right. going to have because the structure of f-zero gx as i understand it that's just straight racing you know like that's just like a mario kart thing but with increasingly more difficult challenges right Am no that's
1: not the story mode there's a separate story mode that has cutscenes and spe- specific challenges that are more similar to the mission mode in mario kart on ds for example oh really yeah, yeah. i never like knew that
0: i i always assumed that f-zero gx's difficulty was just the races are really fucking hard oh it's, it's just- like
1: there are time trials there are you have to collect all these things on in in two laps there's you have to beat this one other car there's you have to blow up this other car there's also because you have like attacks in that game you can like oh man bosh the car with like certain spin attacks and things like that i
0: never knew this about this yeah so f Zero GX has a lot
1: of depth to it and that story mode is part of it one part of that story mode i hate is that beating missions in the story mode gives you money and with the money you get you buy the next chapter in the story mode
0: oh so, right and yeah you, it's one of those and by
1: beating just the story mode on normal doesn't give you enough money to get to the next one you have to like do go and to get money and oh, i have to grind can, it out you have to like grind out the same mission on hard and then extra hard and you can get extra money to unlock the next level and it's like oh come on just give yeah me that level. is that's but rough. those cutscenes are very good. The voice acting is corny and hilarious and works for that game. And I think a corny, hilarious cutscenes would be perfect for Star Fox.
0: I mean, yeah, that is Star Fox, isn't it? Like, it is bad voice acting and it is these characters interacting with each other on the team. I yeah. think, yeah, if you throw in some cutscenes, because I didn't even think about it in that way, I just thought about it in terms of similar to diddy kong racing where you're just right. in a hub world and that hub world is just takes you to different areas and you just go racing them but if you frame a story around it absolutely like that gets me even more invested than i am already um so yeah i yeah. i hope we see a lot of that game e3 i hope it's kind of one of their main spotlight titles and people so. get to play it there yeah, and we get some good. good impressions of it and see how the multiplayer works and how the single player works and all that good stuff it will be exciting Um, and what's your second prediction so my other two predictions are both based around metroid um let's go with the let's go with the boring one first um so metroid prime trilogy will be announced for the switch however it will not just be metroid prime trilogy it will be like the super nintendo classic had 20 games plus one this is going to be metroid prime trilogy plus hunters they're bringing it back baby hunters from ds remade for Ugh. the switch uprezzed and redone Ugh. in hd give me some hunters yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's what i think um obviously prime uh, four i do not think is coming out this year uh they may show a tiny bit of it but to satiate people to hold people over it only makes sense to release the trilogy again um the tough part about that is obviously they have to retool the motion controls from three into normal controls if you want to play it portably um and obviously they have the basis for the normal controls from one and two even though when they did two they changed the difficulty on two as well so i feel like they might just re-figure out the wii motion versions and put those on the switch Mm. Um, but it's gonna be a new package but it will be prime trilogy plus hunters because we love hunters uh, and I'm going to some pinball in buy there as well. Yes, and I also will buy it again, even though <laughs> I'm someone who actively dislikes that entire you series. You've got
1: to play Prime One. God damn it,
0: Bali. Let me tell you a secret. Um, now that I have my shit all set up, I wanted to play through Metro Prime and do the thing where, like, one day I just say, "Oh yeah, by the way, I beat Prime." <laughs> Started playing it i was like these controls feel like fucking shit i can't oh I you can't started feel, playing it i start. I, I jumped back into the save that i had from when you remember we played it together when you came over yeah, yeah. that one time ages ago and you were like and i can't do this i was just like i have to like hold my arm up because so the way my table works is my table is bill is, is above my arms if i'm just resting them on my lap so I can't rest and play this game properly. Yeah, I have it's to have have with a GameCube arms. pad. I can lend you my
1: my GameCube disc at some point if you want.
0: Yeah, maybe that's the best way to do it because I was just like, I can't fucking deal with. The well, I mean, controls. if it comes out on
1: Switch and HD, it'll go back to those joystick yeah, controls. So I you can
0: give it a go. On but that. like that game controls awfully. Like they no. don't use the second stick for camera. Like because as now I'm someone who is so used to using a second stick for pointing the gun in first person games oh,
1: yeah. it's not a dual stick shooter in the slightest it's not.
0: <laughs> and it just feels awful because of that and i was just, like i played it for about 10 minutes i'm like i feel sick i don't want to play this this is awful this is no. not fun i'm putting it down again no so who knows in the future i might go back to it. but at the moment i am One very time. very not into that game so so yeah anyway that said they're gonna put that game out again and i'll cool. buy it because i'm a moron so
1: nice so yeah. i think that's perfectly likely and i would welcome yeah. it gladly i'm sure you would shall i move on to my third prediction
0: yes please
1: nbz yes would you believe when you so if you assuming you count triforce heroes as a, a regular zelda game which i know is jumping a few hoops here triforce,
0: um, heroes. tri-force <laughs> heroes
1: indeed and <laughs> Ignore all the remakes and the re-releases, the HD remakes. When do you think was the last time there was more than a single year gap between Zeldas?
0: Oh my God. So when was
1: the last time that there was two years between two Zelda games, ignoring Um, the remakes and assuming you count Triforce Heroes as a legit Zelda when it's not really?
0: I mean, Link Between Worlds was before that. Uh, and then before that was skyward sword and then before that was uh, 2009 so links crossbow training maybe before i'm not that, counting that
1: i'm not counting that.
0: okay I'm trying to think what else was before skyward sword aside from Twilight Princess? i guess phantom hourglass spirit tracks would be in there so yeah. you got phantom hourglass spirit tracks in there and then you're going back to twilight princess 2006 2006 2004 would be gamecube era but that's four swords so you go four swords you're going back probably to like really far is that, that's just ocarina
1: me. of time so, jesus so we wow. have had one mainline zelda if you include Triforce heroes okay. ed, at least every other year because there's some years where you get four in a row were you counting four swords in that list so four swords doesn't even need to count because it came out the same year as wind waker
0: oh okay. so you've
1: got ocarina of time 98 majora's mass 2000 oracle of seasons and ages oh one four yeah. swords wind waker oh two blank oh four minish cap 05 blank, 06 Twilight Princess, 07 Phantom Hourglass, 08 blank. So my point is, like, there's a handful of blanks, but there's never two years in a row without Zelda. And we are, huh. in, a, we are in a year right now without a mainline Zelda. Yes. And I don't actually think there's Zelda coming this year. I think no. Zelda's coming next year. Yes. And I think it's going to be a teaser trailer of the Majora's Mask equivalent of Breath of the Wild. Oh, um, okay. I, like, there's every chance the next year they'll just do a quick turnaround with a 2D Zelda and that might still happen. Yeah, that's happen. the
0: scenario I feel like is more likely.
1: But... but I just feel like the the hype was so great with Breath of the Wild and all that. But there's... It is
0: one of those unique situations. It's like a Mario Galaxy situation where it's like, we have magic here let's capitalize on the rest of this magic exactly
1: and it's funny you mentioned galaxy because i was gonna tie i was just a lob in another prediction within this prediction because the theme of this prediction is that mario and zelda aren't at the E 3 and that is weird and no one is talking about this fact but they they have yeah it's it's madness that mario and zelda wouldn't be at an e3 so i I don't
0: think that's madness i think that happens quite often more often than you would think actually but Mm. it's 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 often in years where they have just had the big releases right I like think... i remember an e3 specifically where miyamoto or i think it was a what actually who was out on stage and he was saying and we are also working on the next series uh, game for zelda and for mario and he just showed logos like shadows literally of link and mario behind him right so it has happened before and i, I don't know, think it's, it's
1: happened since like the the doldrum years of the end of the wii u's life cycle that kind of those kind of e3s that were just so empty and yeah Bad. But so I think Mario and Zelda will both feature. Mario won't feature as much. I think similar to your Metroid prediction, I think this is the year and this winter is the year that we get the Galaxy one and two HD remake on Switch. Okay. Because you can't go you can't go too long with that bit of Mario. And like I said, teaser trailer for next year's game, the the sequel to Breath of the Wild, the Majora's Mask equivalent. A teeny teeny trailer not just a logo a teeny trailer just hinting at something that makes everyone a bit a bit hyped
0: yes that would of course go against their 2018 rule but as we said they break the rules all the time so who who knows um yeah i i feel like i agree with you in the sense that i think that the next game will very much be built off the back of ideas in breath of the wild but i do think they're going to have to do something very different with it just to make it stand out in the same way that majora stood out from ocarina yeah right like like make it a unique twist on that idea um and maybe scale it back a bit you know because rather wild is just an enormity of a game and i think in order to turn it around in a short space of time you just can't you just can't have a landmass of that size you have to have something that's a bit more pared down oh
1: it'll um, absolutely be pared down a lot i don't know if you saw yeah. colin moriarty's little e3 preamble no, video
0: No, I'm just ignoring him and <laughs> he says right well, now. Well, he
1: rather than doing predictions, he came up with themes for each company and a word to describe each company and the the, the strategy that they should be employing. And his word for Nintendo was aggression. And what he meant was yeah. they need to strike while the iron's hot and the iron is very 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 hot right now. It's the hottest mm-hmm. it's been in a very long time and I think that to leave out characters as and franchises as big as Mario and Zelda in an e3 where a lot of people are going to be looking at nintendo would be mad as as big as pokemon and smash are i think it's still important that mario
0: and zelda feature it to some degree do you not think it's more likely that they will have a 2d mario of some kind in the works of this yeah i
1: mean time? that is probably more likely but it's not what i want so i don't i don't, no, of I don't course do not. predictions so i that sure
0: no totally totally i get you but like i i do feel that it is time for 2d mario to reinvent itself you know like i feel like that is the next big horizon for nintendo is okay they brought back mario and 2d with the new super mario brothers series but as we all know that thing is as stale as like 20 year old bread it's yeah. just not fun i mean there's and every chance are...
1: that new super mario bros switch fits this year but i just yeah want to pretend but that like, won't happen
0: please don't make another fucking new super mario brothers game please like take the idea that the switch is this new thing and that we're doing fresh ideas with it please don't go back to those games yep. because i'm just so sick of them so sick uh and i need something different i need a refreshing art style i need some refreshing new art ideas a big
1: factor absolutely
0: yeah like reinvent it like do like something weird like how wario land reinvented itself with four when you have the like running back stuff which wasn't in the previous games you know like do that get there and and make something different of it so yeah so yeah i think there's I would say. that'll happen that that should be a thing uh okay what's your final my... serious prediction yes yeah. uh so this is another one that is sobering in its seriousness that people will continue to not like because it's about a 3ds game so as we know nintendo don't want the 3ds to die ever it's constantly alive and they having seen the success of samus returns made by mercury steam have commissioned another game from them mercury steam will be working on another 2d metroid it will still be on 3ds and the reason it will still be on 3ds is it because it will be another remake and it will be the remake of metroid fusion that they initially pitched and i'm probably going to be disappointed by it because metroid fusion as many people know is my favorite game of all time so if they do something to my baby i'm not gonna be very happy they
1: they would be getting rid of the sprite design surely and they would
0: obviously yeah I, mean, I am morbidly about curious that. about what some of those bosses look like in 3d like if you're gonna what get if, would saris the giant snake look sure, like sure but if you're gonna
1: not as cool get, get rid of that. the sprite design and go full-on 3d do you
0: not want hd you know yes of course i do but hey guess what bally it's a remake and they already have that engine now for that metroid game so what did nintendo do they keep putting things out on 3ds you know it's true though like you listen to this and i know you're bristling and i know you want to say that it's not going to happen but you know it's true you know that this is more likely to happen and than to a new 2d metroid as we were,
1: maybe with the announcement of that game in a way it was still a fantastic i loved game. it like, yeah hey, i loved it give
0: me more 2d metroid please it really doesn't matter how much it is like how good it is compared to the older ones as long as it still follows that formula i will lose myself to it like i marathon through samus returns yeah. and it, it, although i had reservations in the beginning ended up loving it by the end so yeah you know i think it's definitely going to happen and they did tease it at the end there is the tease with the fusion stuff with those stupid enemies that you see in fusion at the beginning who absorb the x parasite or are absorbed by the x parasite so they have left the breadcrumb trail Bally. i think it's it's happening so. well i
1: think that's very likely to happen as well um and the, the only
0: th- reason i would say it's not going to happen is because it's a bit of a quick turnaround like that game came out september-ish of last year yeah so i don't know if they'll have had the time and it's the sort of game know. that
1: they would reveal and release in the same year so maybe it yeah so it could
0: be one year. for next year but again if 2019 and yeah? yeah that's a little bit rough but hey i
1: think the 3ds is going to outlive the ps6 that's my that's my token prediction all
0: right bali let's go for your final crazy bonanza prediction so
1: my craziest prediction might be the most likely to happen and i don't know this is this was a bit silly how this happened but i just thought "Well, well i need to include that so maybe that could happen and i guess that's my crazy one boom done for but anyway fortnite we, we, like it's it's basically that's not uh, a
0: prediction it, it, wait let me finish <laughs> God. it's confirmed God it. a korean's ratings board basically put it on their website that game is real and it's happening and we know it
1: right but it's there what? will be a host of nintendo characters in that game well i'm talking samus mario link inklings uh, dk like keep going there's gonna be wait, a you mean, host
0: i don't you you think actual characters not just costumes
1: yes characters
0: okay. all right i mean it is a crazy prediction for a reason because that's just not just, gonna happen but sure. just like
1: thanos you know okay it's be mario and Luigi oh oh and you Dike. mean like
0: a specific game mode with nintendo characters oh well, yeah sure okay sure that's not gonna happen that's why it's a crazy prediction because that's just what not gonna it happen, happen. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen like the thing i think the thing about fortnite is because it is a game that is cross-platform and has that integration i just don't think that they would want or nintendo specifically would want their stuff showing up in conjunction with an xbox account or with a pc or something like that. i don't know i feel like nintendo are very yeah. tight i mean
1: there's definitely more likely to be costumes or a hat here and there
0: i i feel like costumes and hats are a shoe-in for sure because that's where they make the money like selling all that cosmetic bollocks that's a thing otherwise yeah
1: well, that's why it's my so. silly one. There you
0: go. Okay, there you go. That's fine. <laughs> I, even when it's your silly one, I have to just drill in and be uh, industry analyst yeah, just number one. Bring don't the I? anvil of just seriousness down well, on my actually, dreams. Well, actually, by the way, did you know that Footnet is the Korean website? Blah, blah, blah. That's me all over. I do a very, <laughs> good, impression my, the very good impression of myself. Very impression of myself. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up our predictions, Ballet. However, people. Had sent in their own predictions. So I think you we... have one last funny one. I mean, I already told you my last, my crazy one was the Phil Spencer one. It wasn't a funny oh, one. Right. It was just Never like mind. that was my crazy Oh, yours was, it was one. deadly serious as well. Then okay, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. me. That's me in a nutshell. i'm Just deadly serious deadly all the serious. time. Never laugh. My face is always well. Sad we, we will
1: wrap up our predict like our results yes. in our
0: in our um, reaction podcast later. Sure give it a brief go over just to see how wrong give we were yeah um but we do have some emails and uh, discord messages from people who had sent in their predictions. so i'm going to kick off with this one from alan from texas who lives in london he says Hey, Valley and NBZ. Oh, my, my days. I can't believe we're less than a month away from E3 2018. You can tell this was sent in a little while ago. Uh, Where does all the time go? It goes so far, Alan, that we're like two days away from it now. So it's very exciting. Um, Oh, wait, it's all gone to Xenoblade Chronicles 2 and Skyrim. Not a bad way to spend my time, I think i agree anyways you asked for our predictions so here are my top five e3 2018 predictions number one nintendo will announce nes themed joy cons with the left one sporting the much-needed d-pad to coincide with the launch of the online service so we can properly play or not those 20 nes games should we just talk about these as we go yeah just have a quick chat in between each one um i that would be the most nintendo thing possible to do is make it so that the only joy con that has a d-pad is a one limited edition one and that's it yeah and
1: then and, sell like 100 and yeah, they, exactly. really they sell like a hundred of them yeah exactly sell a hundred and no one can buy
0: them billion dollars <sighs> that's yeah. that's a very good prediction because it is so nintendo in every way possible. Or, uh,
1: it only works with nes games
0: <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's oh jesus they would do that that's a um, good chance there's a good chance uh number two ea will announce the switch versions of the mass effect trilogy and andromeda <laughs> no not happening i disagree with that one a bit especially especially a andromeda because andromeda is, that the fourth is like, one that no one liked it's a joke basically it's a massive joke and ea want to sweep that under the rug as quickly as they possibly can so they will not be putting that over i highly doubt that mass effect trilogy may be down the line eventually i actually think it's a good idea to get those games on there they did do mass effect 3 on wii u without putting the other two games on there in a series which is based around player choice and carrying over decisions from previous games but no ea will just put mass effect 3 on the wii u and think that it'll sell well and oh guess what it didn't because you didn't put the other two games on there what a surprise ea just can you tell i'm bitter about ea like pretty much everyone else, I mean, like they've, the got to have, they've got to
1: do something incredible at their press conference.
0: So. I mean, they're not going to. It's EA. They'll, probably, Anthem? Anthem could they'll just cool. bring out Pele for another fifty minutes and have a chat with <laughs> God him. Damn Pele! Uh, so number three, there will be an announcement of a major UI update for the Switch, including themes, YouTube, as well as other apps like Netflix and a more streamlined eShop.
1: I think I think we're we're three years too early for this announcement.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we got, got to wait and a also, bit longer as much as i would love to have that announcement as both of us would uh, that's not an e3 announcement that's definitely a uh, that's a youtube yeah. video on a wednesday afternoon or a in the middle <laughs> yeah. of a nintendo direct kind of thing um or a press release in the middle of the night exactly they're yes, into those release. recently <laughs> very into those uh number four we'll see the first footage of zelda and mario kart for mobile and one of them will be launched before the end of the year a lot of people always talk about mobile regarding e3 and i but think they've never this done is, it yet have they no and i think this is the situation with labo and it's a situation with mobile anything that is tangential to their core games business they don't want to put at e3 because that is just, it's not the audience for it um i mean let's be frank the people are buying amiibo or all the core people like that's who they are that's true they, they're, um, the, they're the 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 cash cows of the situation. exactly yeah um, so people like us who watch e3 and who tune in My God, we're not the audience for labo or for any of that mobile stuff so as interesting as it would be to see the mario kart thing i doubt it's going to be that interesting or revolutionary for e3 so they i doubt they'll do that um but it'll be later this year for sure i'm I'm sure we will see that number five capcom will announce resident evil 7 for the switch and nintendo will force capcom to release a labo version of a chainsaw which you can build and find in game because they want us to play it. i love the idea of nintendo
1: forcing companies to do things
0: i'm gonna force force but i also like the idea that this email was sent before we knew that resident evil 7 was coming to the switch via this weird streaming thing in japan uh so well done uh alan for getting that one I right love that
1: labo is like this family aimed thing that uh-huh. now you're just just gonna stick a big old chain. just kill zombies <laughs> with
0: this cardboard yeah yeah uh, that's that's very creative i like that one um he says there you go gents what do you think pretty sure i'm correct about at least one of the above well he got at least half right with that resident evil 7 thing already oh, really and we're right. not even at e3 uh, but i couldn't tell you which one happy e3 predictions and i can't wait to hear your post e3 show keep up the good work thank you alan those were a good list of some fun predictions there i enjoyed those uh, who do we have up next ballet
1: so from our discord server we've got capsule j who says DA ballet and mbz since much of nintendo's e3 presence will be centered around smash brothers so do my predictions first off Nintendo will finally make the naming convention change that they made with Mario Kart and just call this new game Super Smash Bros. 5.
0: Wow, okay. That is... Um, possible? That's possible. Uh, that definitely makes a lot of sense. I, My gut feeling, honestly, when it comes to the name of this thing, it's just Super Smash Bros. It's just, let's go back to basics. Just call it Super Smash Bros. Make it more of a platform. Make I would it a like thing Smash Bros. That...
1: 5 more.
0: Well, I don't know because I really think that Smash Brothers is a game that is more deserving of a games as a service type treatment in terms yeah. of like constant updates constant additions, constant patches always active always open, always like continuing on to the next iteration of Nintendo hardware like I do think we're past the days of making a whole new Smash Brothers game from the ground up because it feels like it is just a monumental task for, for that team yeah. Um, yeah. but potentially that that's that's a good shout so
1: new first party smash brothers characters i think nintendo will try to cement arms position as a new franchise by adding riven girl also since xenoblade 2 far surpasses predecessors in popularity i'm thinking we'll see representation from it i'm concerned nintendo will stick to their usual pattern and go with rex or pyra but i'm hopeful they'll make a more interesting selection like nia or poppy i'm also thinking they'll update mario to reflect odyssey but if they want to go way out there they could put mayor pauline in Ooh, the game at like minimum that. jump up superstar will be a background music option lastly i'm going to bet that uh, despite his apparent popularity on twitter waluigi is getting snubbed again
0: oh friend waluigi i would love for waluigi to be in smash he's the best he's a nightmare of a character that it, like i love that he is in all these sports games and party games and nothing else he just doesn't get any good treatment from nintendo and it's very funny because people constantly want a waluigi game like all the time he'll end um, up in
1: something a bit bigger than a sports game eventually yeah. but i don't think now is the time Mayor pauline
0: yeah i like that shout that's a really good shout That'd be fun. pauline um yeah jump up superstar will be in this game guaranteed as music uh just an an odyssey stage in general new donk city is pretty much i would say has to be in it um with with that music in the background um rex and pyra i've heard floated around a lot it's one that i can see happening but also is not particularly interesting i mean it's interesting in the fact that it would be another duo character so like rosalina and luma or the ice climbers like it's two characters in one um but again it's a sword wielding character and there are Mm boy there are a lot of sword wielding characters in smash brothers with all the fire emblem and everything so they could do interesting stuff with it like there are stuff with the blade moves and the arts that they could bring in um doing like chain attack stuff would be difficult like they do that with shulk with his uh final smash but they don't do a lot with it otherwise like there's a lot of switching monado arts with shulk so i wonder how they'd implement rex and but i do think it's definitely a possibility um especially because people like anime so and especially giant anime boobs. So you know that's what oh that's what the people want. You got to give them what they want. Um, next up, Bali, new does he have next?
1: third-party Smash characters. I think with Ubisoft's long-standing relationship with Nintendo, they will finally have a character in Smash—a rabbit. Oh, so it's
0: thinking along the same lines exactly. as me.
1: Similarly, with how Chummy Nintendo and Bethesda have been this generation, I think we'll see one of their characters as well. I'm going to mm-hmm. go out on a limb and say it'll be Doom Marine he'll probably play, play uh, similar to solid snake
0: well, that's an interesting that'd one. be shocking Doom yeah dream. definitely and it's also so the reason i don't think that's going to happen is similar to your lara croft thing feels Just a bit too a real a little bit for real. smash brothers um the other thing is like you play that game in first person so like i know he has a look to him but i'm not sure he's that recognizable right like it's a character who's in a suit who's shooting a gun and is kind of Faceless to some degree.
1: So. Well, the fact that it's called Doom Marine is. Exactly.
0: Well. The fact that he doesn't have a name. It's just like a blank slate of a character. BJ Blazkowicz would actually be more maybe a little more sense he's very real as well though it's a similar he's very problem. real but at least he's a character you know i don't know um yeah it's weird because all these people are saying oh it's gonna be minecraft steve and i fucking hate that, would why, be, is, that would why does that character even have it why do they even call him anything it's just like a blank avatar of a minecraft character why do they call why him the steve? steve yeah he's not even a fucking character he's just a goddamn minecraft block he's uh really pisses me off the way people talk about steve as if he's a fucking character he's just a he's literally the baseline this is a white dude in minecraft it's uh it's very bad so some non-smash predictions yes i
1: think the relative silence there's been on the new fire emblem means that it's been pushed out of 2018 Mm. i'm also expecting to find out that ubisoft will be getting another chance to play with nintendo ip
0: yeah do you reckon that miyamoto will rock up at the ubi presser again or is that a I mean, one-off
1: back-to-back years seems a
0: bit much so it does yeah maybe
1: not but i
0: definitely think that that ravage team is working on something else i feel yeah, like they cool. might be doing something that isn't directly the same as mara plus maybe they take a different nintendo ip Maybe they take um, the Zelda series and do something with that instead. That could be exciting.
1: Or, I mean, um, what if they're doing something exclusive with Rayman? Or, I mean, if, if yeah. there's a one system where, like, a 2D platform is popular, it's going to be the Switch above all. Absolutely. Systems, perhaps. So,
0: yeah, that would be. That Maybe would be great. it could
1: sell better on that. Because they really went with, like, the Nintendo Wii U exclusivity, at least at the start. I know it didn't end up being exclusive, but they, that was the intention, at least. So, yes. there's they
0: owe nintendo one for that whole
1: fiasco with definitely with yeah Man. For sure. so they could it do was, something like that
0: it was rough um, um and then fire emblem being put out in 2018 i think that they're just holding on to their guns like obviously we don't know much about the second half of this year and i really think it's because nintendo are in a place where they can do that like they don't need to say anything about fire emblem yet just because they're holding all the cards like they are in a great place switch is selling well they don't need to do anything until the time is right and i think e3 is the time where you talk about fire emblem so i think it is coming out 2018 they're just again holding their cards for the time being
1: since nintendo has been going so strong lately i'm especially excited about e3 this year i even took both monday and tuesday off from work regardless of whether any of your or my predictions come true we're probably all wrong this is Mm -hmm. very true i hope you guys enjoy the show Capsule J. ps please don't tell my boss. So hopefully your boss doesn't listen to this. Yeah. P- yes. <laughs> and be and hopefully weird capsule J is not your real your real name, so
0: Yes, absolutely. Um well yeah, thank you for those. There were some some cool things in there for sure. Um let's finish things off then with Flapjackle wrote in and said, I don't remember what predictions I thought of for the year, but for E3 I got some simple ones. So we have a Prime Four trailer most likely. likely on Prime Four trailer ball You think it's happening?
1: i think if prime 4 is not at the c3 something's gone terribly wrong with that game and that's very concerning so it's you've why got is, to have a trailer I,
0: I disagree with this sentiment completely all we knew about that game was a logo like they hadn't it's been a whole really year. we got to at least they, see it that's one year they hadn't even started work on this game like they hardly had start they couldn't even tell us what team we, was we've, even making this we got to last at least
1: year. see a teaser trailer
0: I mean, yeah, in maybe. the same way that
1: Sony re- revealed something like God oh, of War yonks ago, and then they just they tr- trickled out a little bit each E three since. I don't think it's acceptable really to just do absolutely nothing.
0: But even then, God of War was three years into development when they first showed it. So it's like,
1: also probably got a lot. There's a lot more. There's a lot fiddly stuff for that game perhaps well
0: i mean so is prime 4 going to be it's a big budget game it's on the new platform it's hd it's the first time they've done an hd prime game you know like there's a lot of factors here and i really think like it's only been a year i think people expecting a big prime 4 blowout are going to be disappointed because they just haven't had the time not a blowout but i do think we have to see it potentially i i'm still firmly in the camp that we just won't see anything about prime 4 this year It just, it doesn't make sense. It's going to be a big gun for 2019, end of 2019, but not now. I just, it hasn't had enough time to cook,
1: so. If that gunship comes into Star Fox, it'll make up for it a bit.
0: Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I like little things like that. Um... then he says last of us 2 explained which i have no idea what that means but okay
1: um maybe like a trailer with a voiceover explaining something is that
0: (laughs) sure and then he has smash 5 explained i don't know what these explained means but i
1: think i think both of these games will be explained
0: yes they will be explained to e3 people get up on stage and explain the last of us 2 not a nintendo's conference obviously Um, i mean that would be shocking yes uh more in-depth look at pokemon let's go i think that is pretty obvious that'll happen at the treehouse most likely they'll do a lot of look there'll probably be another trailer of pokemon during the nintendo direct but the treehouse is where you're gonna and they've got to reveal that mystery pokemon well will they i think they're gonna save that in the lead up to this game when it comes out later in the year
1: well if it's playable like i predict they've got to reveal it but i don't know we'll see
0: yeah uh and there will be a new xbox one version slash gadget slash app which i don't think is gonna happen they literally put out the one x last year so Xbox are not in a hardware year right now, so disagree with that one. Uh, an out of nowhere new game for an older Nintendo franchise.
1: Yeah, I mean, none of our predictions really hinted at this, but th- these ones are just impossible to predict. Yeah, aren't they? because like, you just don't know what it's going to be. What could be coming back either. Will know. Ice
0: Climbers be revived as a, I don't know, Breath of the Wild style climbing simulator? Co op. Co op Breath climbing. of the Wild climber, yeah. It's like a way for out, section. but
1: Nintendo with the Ice Climbers. <laughs>
0: oh my god now that you've pitched that and you're going I up a really, mountain oh my god that'd i really be great, want fun. that to happen i need i need a narrative co-op adventure and with ice yes. climbers yes this is perfect yes Mally. that would be fun oh that's a great wow you, we're you, talking about like use the joy cons like, yeah. hello yeah totally yeah so each having one and like you're just digging into the icicles with motion control yeah. as you like go up the mountain yeah we've let's just not put this out as a podcast we just steal this idea and do it ourselves <laughs> this is a very good idea i like it a lot um and then finally he says something uh, about the ps5 and vr on sony so sony they have said that they are gonna reveal some stuff this week like vr stuff in the lead up hmm. to e3 um so that's where a lot of the vr stuff is going to happen i think is the pre-show stuff before the actual press are we conference.
1: tempted at all to pick up
0: psvr when it gets a massive price slash when it goes down maybe but like at the moment i'm in a holding pattern on vr i want to see what the next generation models are like if we even get to that because right now i, I like what i've off, seen just it's yeah slow, it's been but i rough. want I, I need the technology to improve i need i need there to be a more robust library of good games you know there has to be better software offerings and they just aren't right now um and regarding ps5 sony have outright said they're not doing anything with new hardware like that this year so so yeah that's not gonna happen um but uh but yes thank you flapjackle and thank you everyone else for sending in those e3 predictions it's always fun to see what people think because there's so many stuff you know so many things that you could be thinking about for e3 and we only cover a fraction of it so good to get a a bit more of a smorgasbord um and that i guess is going to pretty much wrap up the show uh, Bally, we are going into E3. Do you want to lay out the plans to reiterate them to people one more time? So they? Sure. Know?
1: Well, this show that we're recording right now is going to go out at the end of the week. So Friday, hopefully, or Saturday. And then we are going to do a reaction straight after the Nintendo, the Nintendo Direct, which is taking place, I think it's taking place at like 6 p.m. on Tuesday the 4th. Twelfth, twelfth, 12th, twelfth, yes. 12th of well, June. it would
0: be five p.m. our time, I think. Five p.m. Um, UK how it works time.
1: Out. So yeah, yeah. nine a.m. West Coast, I think. Yes. Um, no, that's wrong. Oh, I don't know. It Look is. It up. It's, it's
0: it's nine a.m. West Coast. That is 9 Pacific a. M. West time. West nine a.m. Pacific time. So j- j- wherever you are in the world, set your clock to nine a.m. Pacific time. That's when it will happen. Right. I'm sure people will know what time and where because it's the same every year. It's the Tuesday. It's Nintendo's day. The best is the last. That's, yes, they that's save it. Nintendo they save it to for the end, which is what we love. It's Everyone's a bit
1: tired of all the like shooters and sports uh-huh. games that are coming out. It's just colorless. If I see another goddamn driving game, I'm going to yeah. jump off a cliff. And then they're like, wait, Nintendo, they're here to save the day, to move away from the, 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 the big shooters, the, all that good yep. stuff. So, something they're, a bit uh, fresh on the Tuesday night.
0: There are saviors from the darkness, as always. Um, So, yes, that is going to be happening. So, we'll get the podcast up as soon as we can. I think that i it might be a little later because i want to get home and watch the nintendo and the sony because the sony will have been at 2 a.m the night previously and i'm not staying up this year because i have a job to do so i can't do that anymore and it's a shame i'll probably take time off next year for e3 yeah it's like starting I've a new job off this year, right so when I'm, e3 I'm, is happening I'm, I'm is just not a, a good thing to do so yes um but uh let us then ask if you're a new listener or someone who's just started listening to the show and you pop in and out uh you can subscribe to us uh, on various platforms on itunes or just through any podcasting app that you have subscribing is something we don't really talk about that much but it's very useful and important and it also just gets you the podcast pretty much instantly whenever it goes out and you don't have to worry about finding it somewhere or going to a specific page it'll just pop up on your phone or whatever device you listen to it on and and stay there so So if you're
1: listening to this prediction podcast and then you want our reaction podcast hit subscribe after listening and then you will get our reaction podcast into your feed as soon as possible
0: absolutely so it's very easy to do Uh, and in that same vein uh, if you enjoy the show if you like the show um, you don't want to give us money on Patreon which is understandable uh, the best thing to do is to go over to iTunes and to write us a review we've had some people give us just normal reviews which is just clicking the star button so like five stars or whatever if you could help us out writing a review is really valuable Um, so if possible take a couple minutes out of your day Head on over to iTunes, write us a review. That would be amazing. And if you do, we will read them out on the show because we're very thankful to people who do that. It's uh it's very important. So appreciate it and hopefully let us get out to more people. Um and yes, speaking of Patreon, we would like to thank our Patreon supporters, Bali. Yes, thank you to
1: our two ten dollar tier supporters there, of course, my girlfriend Caroline. And Atari Alex. So, thank you very much for your $10 tier support. Uh, what was Absolutely. What was our last episode on Patreon it was a look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yes. Uh, and then we've got an episode coming out this month for June. Yep. We're going to have a chat about that, an episode of TNL Ranks. So, you'll m- want to catch that. That's our dollar tier.
0: Yeah. uh So, yes. And thank you to everyone else who supports us on Patreon. It is. Very, very kind of you to uh, throw your money at us. We're almost at our next goal. Yeah, very close. Getting very close to being able to get all the big Nintendo releases ASAP and give you all the coverage of them. It would be very good. Force Bally to play Mario Tennis. <laughs> get him on that. Do you you
1: want, if you want me to play that game, yeah, yeah. We, we just need a
0: little bit more support. Got to do it. Got to do it. Um, uh, and then also a quick reminder that our Backlog Club is still coming up. We'll probably do that a... Uh, the show after the show after E3. So the 121. Yeah, so 121 is when we're shooting for. um It's a fun game so far. Bally and I have both been enjoying it. So get on to play Punch Out on Wii. You can download it on the Wii U Virtual Console. You can also probably find it on eBay or on Amazon somewhere. It's a bit more hard to find than some other games we've done, but it's a short game. It's a fun game. Get going. It's a good time. Uh, and that is pretty much it. Uh, you can find us in various places. We're on iTunes or on Stitcher. We are not on Google Play because it's still on our country. It's 2018, by the way. It's still on our country. don't know what's going on. Google, supposed to be a global company, just not just not on it.
1: I've not heard um, anyone talk about Google Play other than you yeah, I'm I know. mentioning it at the end it's of the show. It's because person,
0: one person mentioned it to me once and was like, You should be on Google Play. And I'm like, y- You're right. We should be on Google Play. And I looked into it and it's like, <laughs> Nope we don't Asian. we don't do your country <laughs> um and one day we might be on spotify when we become as big as the giant bomb cast or kind of funny but until then i'm sorry we can't be on spotify because you need to be very large to be on spotify um uh, and yeah but you can find us in the usual podcasting places wherever good podcasts are sold and that is in a lot of places um, you can obviously uh, find us on Twitter. You can find the podcast account at TNL Podcast. That's a good place to go to get links to our Discord, to our YouTube channel, all the good things there. And you can find me at LordNBZ. That's L O R D N B Z. Bally, where can people find you?
1: I'm on Twitter at Ballyman91. That's B A W L Y M A N nine one. That's also my name. On the PlayStation Network, is that what's called?
0: PlayStation sure. Network. <laughs> PlayStation. Add me on there. It's your second plug of the P- PSN. Got to get, get some on the PlayStation new friends Network. In there. Yeah, if you want to add Mali? He's not playing any online games and doesn't have PS Plus, so it really is useless to add him. But I'm, go ahead yeah, if you I'm want to really anyway.
1: Friend to have on there. <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah. you Just see, see what everything. he's
0: playing and see what trophies. And I don't even collect
1: trophies either, so I don't no. know what. what so what really, why I'm, would you add Mali? on would you add me?
0: <laughs> um, just for fun I guess uh, so there we go I think that's pretty much it a lot of things to talk about Bali anything else closing before we go
1: I'm going away for a week to watch some E3 and to play some Celeste so I'm very excited
0: that sounds perfect I'm sure you'll have a wonderful time I'm also looking forward to E3 it's going to be very very fun a lot of things to do a lot of things to watch a lot of things to chat about and we'll do that Uh so Thank you all for listening. We'll be back very soon. Uh, of course, on Tuesday. The Nintendo, on Tuesday with a Nintendo presentation. Uh, until then, thank you for listening. And engage the hype train. Choo, choo. Interlude used on today's show was Moonlight Temptation from Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Copyright Inti Creates 2018. Check. We're so organized. We're the most organized. We just know everything we're doing. Well, at least we don't time. just start
1: and start spouting out a random <laughs> episode number like RFN. Yeah, like other podcasts. <laughs> wow.
0: Dragging RFN, man. It's terrible. They don't know it's what terrible. they're talking about. <laughs> clearly uh okay. i think it's is
1: 118 actually
0: is it no it's 19 i'm pretty oh, sure you just 19. typed in
1: the episode number wrong on our youtube
0: oh for fuck's sake what <laughs> fix that bally your social manager uh you put,
1: yeah you put anyway right that's my fault i'm
0: i'm great i know i'm good at my job Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, this is great it is
1: 119 not it is 119. the last episode on youtube
0: but. okay change that thanks